Hi, I'm Danny Moreno, and welcome to the Training for Ultra podcast. This is um, a fan of yours, and I'm just calling in to express my admiration. It's Dean Carnassus, the Ultra Marathon Man. Hello, listeners. This is Chris Marco, and we are live. And you're listening to Training for Ultra podcast. This is Anna Mae Flynn, and I'm here talking to Training for Ultra podcast. Yeah, it's like really, I just need to catch up with Rob. 100 miles is not that far. I, I thought oh. it was a joke, actually. It, it is. I thought it was one of your jokes, yeah. It is a joke. Okay. okay. <laughs> so classic. Oh my god, you because literally the thing would be like beep, beep, beep. Mother, mother, beep. Mother, mother, beep, beep. Mother, beep, mother, beep, 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 beep. One, two, one, two, three, four. <laughs> Training for Ultra Podcast. I'm Sally McRae, also known as Yellow Runner. Hey, this is Carl Meltzer, the Speed Goat, and I want to welcome everybody to the Training for Ultra podcast. The Training for Ultra podcast. Welcome to episode 91 of the Training for Ultra podcast. My name is Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra, and we have a cool episode. So Danny is just an amazing athlete. She will be competing at the World Trail Championships in Portugal on Saturday. And I think this event is going to become bigger and bigger over time. It seems like it's about a marathon distance, and it's broken up by country. So basically every country um, that listens to this podcast will be represented by some runners. And uh, it's a really cool format. It's great to meet Danny, who is is going to be on the female team uh I think they'll they'll have about five runners. I was talking to Anime Flynn. I think she pulled the plug on the race because of just some minor nagging injuries. And then I was also talking to Kelly Wolf at the UD Summit in Boulder, and she had a knee brace or like a knee wrap on. So unfortunately, I think two of the top Team USA runners for the the women's field might be sitting this one out. Unfortunately, it's kind of a bummer. I was. I was really excited. Um, I think I didn't even know that while talking to Danny, and this was pretty recently. So get ready. I recommend checking out I Run Far on Twitter. Turn on those alerts for this weekend. They do a really great job covering races that no one else covers. So big shout out to them. Let's shout out to the sponsors. Ultimate Direction, as I've said in previous uh, updates, Bighorn 100 now is seven days out for me. I will be using the Mountain 4.0 vest. I've tried out a few vests, and that's the one I'm going with. Make sure the fit is perfect so it doesn't bounce around at all. It's a good vest. Um, Big thank you to Sufferfest Beer. Big distribution in Colorado, California, as you guys know already. And it was fun at the UD Summit. It was interesting. Um, Amelia Boone was there, who's a Sufferfest athlete. I'm like... Amelia, like, put your hand down in the cooler. Let's see what beer you decide to go for. And I, I put it on, like, stories for Instagram. She liked the repeat, which is, like, the lighter beer, really good-tasting beer. But I just thought I'd throw that out there. And if you haven't already, speaking of Instagram, check out my Instagram, just Training for Ultra. And we have a giveaway going on with a bunch of really great companies they're giving away over $3,000 of gear. So 
just shouting that out. I think it was an update earlier in the week, but check it out. There's a link. I think it's in my profile on Instagram still, and you can sign up and win a bunch of different just high-quality um, giveaways, so over $3,000 of, of stuff, running stuff. We all love it. Big thank you to Hammer Nutrition. They've been supporters of me since day one. If you need 15% off your first order, feel free to use my promo code 252888. And two more, two more to go. Exoskin, uh, you know, with Bighorn coming up seven days away, I've already decided I'm going with toe socks. I'm going to bring maybe three or four pairs and I'm going to wear the calf sleeves. They did come out with like a, um, a new mid midweight, um, base layer that you should check out on their website. I'll be wearing what I have. I have some almost like an undershirt kind of compression shirt that I really enjoy. It just has a good feel to it. High quality materials and socks that don't stink even after a big horn 100. <laughs> and last but not least, Candace Burt and her team at Destination Trail. Super excited for the Triple Crown of 200s. Like this is my A goal of 2019. Nothing else matters in terms of my running other than getting to the finish line of Bigfoot 200, Tahoe 200, and last but not least, Moab 240. It's going to just be epic. I'll share as much as I can. And I think I'm going to do a YouTube video here soon, so feel free to check that out. But here we go. Second episode of the week. Danny Moreno, excellent runner, just a really cool person. I actually I related to her more than most people I talk to. Enjoy the episode. Don't forget to enjoy your training. I'm joined here by Danny Moreno, elite ultra runner. Who do you run for, Danny? Uh, Hoka, One One, and Rabbit. Two just solid, solid companies. And Danny is on her way to Worlds, which, what's the distance of Worlds? Is that is there multiple races there, or is that a single distance? Yeah, I think it's like, um, I think first off, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I think it's multiple distances, but our course is a 44K. But you know how it is with trail running. That could mean What's like that convert to? Is that, is that a marathon, basically? Yeah, it's basically a marathon. And is it like super mountainous and techie? Like what's a typical world's course? Because, I mean, honestly, we hear about really cool 50Ks. Like, you know, we'll hear some recaps on anime crushing like a, a speed goat 50k but some of these world type events just are like maybe they're covered by the international crew and mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe more of like the uh, track and field but for me it's hard to pick up on like what that event's all about like I've talked to a lot of people that have competed there like walk me through what this event is that you're going for yeah, I mean, it's super interesting, and I i mean, this is all self-taught. I'm pretty sure this is how it works out, though. So for this race in particular, the distance changes each year between, like, a 50K distance and something longer. So I think last year it was, like, an 89K, um, and that's where the women's team did really well, and I think Mario was, like, top 10 or something like that. Six. And so this yeah. year – six, yeah, six. Yeah. And then this year, um, this course is shorter. And I think it's a bit different because it is like the world trail championships, which I know even for myself, I use 
trail and mountain so interchange, uh, interchangeably, but there's also the long distance mountain team, which they're competing in November. And that's supposed to be like bigger games and stuff like that. And more technical where this, I mean, you could put in parentheses more runnable, <laughs> um, yeah. watching some of the videos online. It just, it looks like you run through a little village and then you're like in marsh and mud and like just climbing up some gnarly stuff. And then you like run through a little village for like half a mile and then you like climb stairs that are somehow in the mountains and stuff like that. So, um, it's hard to say. I think, I think it's going to be technical. I think it's rentable in European terms, which for us is you those, know, technical. Those are the coolest videos though, where like hands on the knees, just like totally crushing uphill and you have like people oh, yeah. lining left and right as as these athletes yeah. are just going up the steepest thing ever, and you wouldn't even realize it's steep because there's spectators. <laughs> like there's so many spectators, it looks flat, but it's like you know a thousand feet per mile. Um, exactly, and at least for me, when I watch the video, those videos, I'm like, do what? Like, do I look? like that going up like I could only dream of looking that good going up a mountain they're just like charging up and you're like I wish I could just see what I could look like or what I may look like you know so I, I say like yeah camera guy or like don't like just don't don't shoot me right just, now that's that's my opinion because at, at CCC yeah. last year they took some shots I'm just like oh oh boy oh boy yeah. uh, <laughs> that's what 1200th place looks like right there yeah um, yeah so let's take a step back. Um, Danny, where are you from? Where are you raised? And let's just take a way step back. Like, how'd you get into running? Yeah, totally. So um, I grew up in LA in the city of Downey, um, just south and inland. And then I came up to Santa Barbara to go to UCSB and run track and field and cross country there. And then I've been here ever since. So I've been in Santa Barbara since 20, like summer of 2010. So I've been here for almost nine years now. Um, so basically it's my home. And I started running in middle school, just like the middle school track team and stuff like that. But I was primarily a soccer player. And um, basically what happened is we had like these half mile runs that we would do each week. And each week I was getting faster and faster. And so my PE coach, she had, she had run at Pepperdine um, when she was in college. And so she kind of was telling my dad and then would keep telling my dad. And then finally at one point she was like, if you don't start coaching her, like I'm going to do something with her. Like she's got something there. Um, <laughs> and so my dad, he would just um, like no pressure at all, but he would just like send me around the park <laughs> kind of at nighttime, which was really funny. Just like run a lap and check in, run a lap and check in. And he, I just, I had no cared. idea what was going on. He cared about training yeah, you, did. but at the same time, he's like, we need to wear this girl out so she goes to bed. Like, I need, <laughs> I need some quality sleep. Um, uh, do, do you have well, brothers so, and sisters? Yeah, um, I have four. Whoa. Um, wow. Three brothers and one sister. But it actually reminds me of, like, a really funny story. Like, the first time my parents ever took me on a run, my mom took me my dad was like okay take her for a run and my mom took her she came back she's like oh heck no i'm not taking her for a run again and my dad's like "Ooh, like that bad like she was slowing you down and my mom didn't tell him anything and she's like you know what 
you take her for a run. You told me to take her for a run. You go take her for a run. So then my dad took me for a run. He's like, oh, shoot, she's way too fast for us. Like, we can't do this. So where did this come from? Like, are you, were you born at 9,000 feet with, like, huge lungs? Or, like, like, what, were you just naturally gifted? Or what sports were you playing from, like, a super young age that got you in the physical capability that you got to? And I need to hear what a mile time is for middle school. For someone like you. A middle school Danny? Yeah. No, seriously, <laughs> um, I'm interested. Yeah. yeah, I well, I definitely wasn't born at altitude. Downey is like negative sea level in LA. <laughs> so you have um, smaller flat smaller lungs than natural. <laughs> okay. That's good. Yeah. So smaller lungs than natural. Um I played a lot of soccer and like I was very I was uh, small. I didn't speak much. I was really shy, so like the only way I could bond with people was if I like added to the team. Like, I think that was my way of communicating with people because I didn't really know how to like articulate myself at that age. And so I just try so hard. And like, that's kind of how I made friends. It's like, Oh, Danny always grabs the ball. Like when we score or they score on us. And like, you know, that was kind of my way of bonding people. So I did a lot of soccer and then, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, middle school, I guess is what it really showed. I think eighth grade, I ended up running like five, like right at 520 or something. 520 um, in middle school? Whoa. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. yeah nothing exactly. It's actually, that was decent. I played hockey. I played, uh, ho- I like played hockey. Like... I literally, I, I played hockey like before my memory even starts and I was in really good shape. And the only time I've ever been timed for the mile was like a 609 maybe. Something like that, seventh grade, eighth grade, That's I can't so remember. Good, you That's but solid. you would have That's been you would have been in the locker room by then, like forty yeah. <laughs> like forty seconds or whatever it was. Jeez, like uh that's yeah. amazing so were you I, I hyperactive mean, it was ignorance of bliss is bliss at that point for sure <laughs> yeah no i mean just getting through all of high school like that too um were you hyperactive do you think um were you like, just bouncing like, off the walls yeah no i always had energy but it was weird because like i was one of those kids that didn't like to wake up at the same time so like i slept a lot and then when i was up I was just bouncing off the walls. Um, so, yeah, but I think doing all the sports, I mean, pretty much all my childhood, I was always playing on three teams. It was like the recreational team, a club soccer team, and then my school team. So that was like all of middle school and then like half of high school. So I think that was just a lot. Like looking back, I was playing like it was pretty normal to play four to six soccer games every weekend. Can we give a shout out to your parents real quick? Um, yeah. <laughs> for five, driving me everywhere. Five kids that are like this, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So no, were they're you... amazing. And they, I mean they'd coach too, so they're awesome. Were um how how was high school for you? Were you excelling once you started competing against other like were you at states for any events or like how'd that go? Yeah, high school was, um, I think it was the game changer for me in running, really. Because, again, middle school, I mean, I was just getting introduced to it. Really didn't know, like, how I felt about it, you know, running without a ball. Like, I really liked the game aspect of soccer. Um, And then in high school, my freshman year, I ran relatively well. I think I ran, like, 17.30 was my best um, for those three miles. And so I was already getting a lot of college letters. 
And then my sophomore year, I hit puberty and I slowed down easily by like a minute and a half to two minutes on each course. And that was kind of like the defiant moment for uh, kind of like when my, when honestly, when I actually started to talk more and stuff like that. Um, and like confidence started to build because I was like forced to, I don't know, just make a decision and kind of um, decide if I wanted to keep going with running. And so sophomore and junior year, it felt like a really heavy for um, not like physically heavy, but like emotionally heavy. My sophomore and junior year, just going through like what pretty much a whole bunch of girls go through and like to have so many college letters um, from like really like, you know, like Pac-12 schools and stuff were the big thing. And to not get anything at all, it was such like a, a, a weird thing because my my freshman year, it just came so easily and I didn't have to try. And like, this was the first time where I like had to, to try. Um, and then uh, my senior year ended up coming back faster, top 10 in the state. I think it was like, I don't know, second or third senior at state. And then that's when... I don't know. It kind of came full circle, and I—I I mean, I think my parents for that, like, they that's really California, me right? Where you're gonna? That's uh, not, California, yeah. That's not just any state, like, geez, that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you were super quiet freshman year of high school. Yeah, I was really quiet for most of my like uh, grade school years and stuff like that. Like, I had friends, but like talking in front of people and stuff like that was really hard for me. That's amazing. Um, so. And then, so was college when you like really came out of your shell? Cause you're one of the more articulate people I've probably talked to honestly on this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. it's, I would never have guessed that you were the shy, quiet one up until, you know, sophomore, junior year of high school. Yeah. Well, I think like I was saying when I was younger, because I was so quiet, I felt like my actions proved my character in a way and that like anything that came out of my mouth didn't really equate to those things so like when I was forced to um when my physical abilities weren't as strong as they were it was kind of like when the rest of my character started to develop like that sophomore and junior year and like I kind of started talking more and then my senior year is kind of when the confidence came back and then going into college I, I was I was pretty much person not this person exactly but like, <laughs> um just talking more and like just way more outspoken and outgoing and like just just confident like um, i don't know i feel like a lot of young women struggle with that at some point but just having like confidence in myself yeah so walk me through college i mean were you were you recruited um for running or was it academic or like just walk me through like getting into college because you're young you're like not totally fresh out uh, of college like yeah you're yeah. young <laughs> couple <of> years <laughs> um let's see yes i did get recruited um did like the whole recruiting trip thing which by the way if there's any girls in high school that need help navigating to that please reach out to me on instagram or wherever you can find my information because like i was so lost in that entire process and just like didn't know what to do I just wish there was some sort of resource or person I could reach out to um but yeah I did cool. that whole thing ultimately chose Santa Barbara just because I loved the team they just my high school team was so much like a family and Santa Barbara had that um and honestly I, I'm sure you know about like Stephanie Rossi and stuff but she went to UCSB 
and there was a couple other girls at the time um, that had done really well at like the all American national level. And so there was kind of that prestige and honest to the team as well. Um, considering that there wasn't a lot of like monetary resources. So I just loved the grittiness of that program and freshman year came in super injured. <laughs> um, I've heard that before. Jumped in- yeah, yeah. Like, like well, highly was, recruited talent, and then like right out of the gates, you've just pushed yeah. you well, pushed yourself so hard. Exactly. Right. In high I mean, school, I mean, we were running like forty miles a week, and then in college, he 90. it was pretty much every freshman coming in was sixty. But that okay. for me was just like such too big of a jump for the time, um, which is crazy to think about. But yeah, and I just like had like my muscles needed help and stuff. Like I just had funny form. I still kind of have funny form. Um, but yeah, freshman year, sat out cross country, jumped in track. I really, 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 really wanted to do the steeplechase. Um, but he was like, no, we have enough steeplechasers. This is like, you're only going to have like three or four races this season. Cause I was still injured all the way up until that point. He's like, we're just going to throw you in the 10 K 5 K it's safe. Um, and then lo and behold, I did well and scored and then i was a 10k runner for the rest of college he's like um no, you're you're an yeah. injured runner we're not putting you in steeple like, like yeah what yeah you can't tell like, me that and i want you, have dreams, you want to um, jump like seriously that's the most vi- like isn't that one of the most vigorous events you could put yourself into like yeah yeah i just it looks it looks so fun to me i was like oh it looks rad um, yeah. but I'm trying to think of my college career. It was just kind of like, I always would get in good shape and then I'd get injured. I just had no self-control and I was so about like always coming back super fast. Um, and then I'd get injured again. So a lot of lessons learned with injury in college. And then I finally got it right. My junior year did well. Um, and then again, overdid it when I redshirted and was running like hundred mile weeks. Um, and I was like in the best shape of my life. I'm like, I'm going to run 33 low and do like, you know, some of the pro meets and stuff like that. And then, um, got stress fracture. (laughs) So at that point I was, I was kind of getting really burnt out. I was like, every run should be six minute pace or under. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally that mentality. You just have no, you can actually do that. And then you break, right? Like, Exactly, but you think you're so invincible and like. I special. Mean, when right? I look back, I'm like, I'm, I'm different. I'm you. not yeah, gonna break. I'm special. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna break, and then it's always like the addicting feeling that you're like, well, I can just do one more hundred mile week, and then I could just do another hundred mile week. You're like, I only have three. I could definitely do four, and then you just like, yeah, you just get. Can I do five? <laughs> and, yeah, can oh, I do God. five? I'm on a roll. Let's go for ten. Oh man. <laughs> um. <laughs> But, yeah, I, w- I was pretty injured from that stress reaction. It was, like, a pretty, I don't know if you call it a deep one, a big one. But, um, yeah, and then after that, I was kind of just – I did. I finished college, but I don't – I didn't have as much tenacity. I, I was burnt out, and then I took time off. Was and, that, was that um, femur, or what was that again? It was in my ankle, which okay. is, like, pretty funny because um, I kept having calf problems on that side, and then I got a stress reaction and then I got a stress fracture and then <laughs> I was fine and then two years ago almost just over two or let's see that was 2017 I actually broke my ankle 
Uh, wow. then I was like, this foot is just like my Achilles heel. I don't know what's going on. My, but, my um, left ankle is still recovering from my point. Let's see. It was 50 feet from my house to my car, taking my child out in the uh, car seat and slipping on ice. Um, I wish oh I had a cool story about training, like, too hard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, the broken ankle was my fault. That was done climbing. But oh, slipping okay. on ice, that is so cringeworthy. <laughs> well, and I was, like, a hockey – I was a hockey player my whole life. Like, uh, Oh, my gosh. Slip, the irony. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Um, I've – I haven't skated since. Um, yeah. So you graduate and you're, like, burnt out. And you're like, what, just, I'm going to focus on a profession and, like, this running thing was fun? Are you still running for, like, stress relief or whatever it is and, like, getting out? But, like, just walk me through that first entry into, okay, like, you graduated. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to yeah. take care of yourself. Well, the biggest thing for me was that in college I I never traveled. Like, that was the thing. Um, we never had gone out of the country my entire life. And especially since I started out as a global studies major and then I was studying poli sci and history, I just like wanted to see the world and I couldn't study abroad since I was competing, you know, year round. Um, and so that, that to me, I was like, you know what? And looking back to, I was bitter towards running and I felt like I had been robbed, which looking back was a pretty immature feeling. I'm like, I gave you everything running, you know, kind of like a relationship (laughs) and you just broke me and like gave me nothing. Um, So kind of like um, in spite of running, I was like, you know, forget you. I'm not going to run. I'm never going to run like competitively again. I want to go see the world. Just walking, walking and hiking from this point out. F you yeah, yeah. running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll do anything but run. I'll skip before I run. Um, yeah, so I did like a couple of solo backpacking trips. Um, went to Switzerland, to? did like a backpacking trip. Okay. Um, just around California and stuff okay. like that. I want. It's it, it. It was a more romanticized feeling that I wanted to see the world, but in reality, I was pretty broke. So, um, as many post grads are. So, so and, you were like thirty miles away from like your apartment and. Yeah, yeah. On the, exactly. on the, <laughs> just on the beach, pitching a tent, like yeah, like, yeah, hiked like so seven liberated. miles out here. Um, but yeah, I was seeing that, and then, uh, but I was, I was out, um, I was an outdoor guide, so that's how I kind of got to see the, the states and stuff like that. Um, so that was really cool. And honestly, while I was an outdoor guide, is kind of when I started, like. To me, it wasn't running, right? Because, like, as a college, it, I'm sure as most college runners, you just get this perceived idea that, like, if you're not training, you're not running. Because, um, I don't know, yes, you get an enjoyment out of it, but it's more like the competitiveness of it. So me going for, like, a 10-minute jog when I, when I started to do it again wasn't running because I wasn't training for anything, if that makes any sense. So it was just, like, this kind of mind switch, like, and it's kind of what you just um, referred to in the sense that I did need a release, but to me, running wasn't giving me, to, technically wasn't giving it to me, but it was in a way. If, does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to reference um, relationships at this point. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> interesting. Like, so you were actually, wow. So you were almost like your whole life you'd been running from 
purely a competitive standpoint and then like this is like as you were hiking and like exploring and whatnot you were maybe connecting it more to like a a stress relief outlet is that mm-hmm. anywhere close yeah no it, it was the first time in like I would say probably since middle school that um I was finding enjoyment in it in a different way um and especially since I was working with kids and stuff like that like I love kids but I definitely need um kind of back to that quietness like I do need my own space and so that was kind of that time to get that again and um in college, I mean, you're always running with the team. You're rarely running by yourself, or at least that's how our program was. And so it's kind of like this weird thing where I'm like, oh, this is like, this is nice. You know, like I'm not, you know, checking my pace or how many miles I've run. I'm just doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is fun. Um, and then I don't know anything. I, I don't know anything else, honestly. And there's yeah, like the yeah. vast majority of runners have never been competitive. So. I mean, hopefully we're finding enjoyment or else I'm not really sure why, why we're out here, but like, so were you building miles and actually like, was this becoming a routine for you? Cause you seem fairly routine with things. Yeah, no, definitely not at that point. I was just running maybe like two times a week and, um, it was kind of funny because I was basically doing all the things that I didn't allow myself to do in college. Cause again, like I was all in, in college, just running everything mostly for any and and my grades um and so I was climbing and spearfishing and you know trying out surfing and just doing all the things that in my head I wasn't allowed to do before um so running was kind of just like that extra it's just like a nice to have you know if I wanted it but I I wasn't um like telling myself that I had to go for a run that was a special um, moment that it seems like a really special moment in your life you're like you're trying all kinds of just yeah, yeah. Just, like, finding yeah, yourself type activities and, like, still with that natural, like, not hyperactive uh, soul, but, <laughs> like, you just have to be doing stuff, it seems like. And you were just... Oh, yeah. Did you find yourself? Like... Did you find yourself through that process? Oh, totally. And that's why, well, earlier when you when I was talking about, like, oh, me finding myself going into college, like, I really think I came... I don't know, at least where I am today, like that first year after college, when it was almost like I gave myself permission to enjoy other things um, just for the sake of doing them and not like, I don't know, just because I was always scared of getting injured. And so that transition was really cool because um, when I started to become do, I had like a couple side jobs in Santa Barbara. And so I found myself back at home more, um, whereas the outdoor guiding, I was just gone, you know, all the time. I was like, okay, those mountains look cool. Um, that's similar to the things I've been running on, not the same grade, which I learned very quickly because Santa Barbara trails are very steep. <laughs> um, but I went out and I, it was just, um, it got to a point where I was like, I have been living here for how many years now? And I've never actually gone and like tried to run one of those or hike them because I'd always just stayed to the flat stuff because that's where the college was. Um, and so I started doing that and I would go like 10 minutes up, 10 minutes down. And I kind of joke with people, well, that's where I found my love for downhills because like in college, that's something we would have never been allowed to do. Right. Because (laughs) it could injure you. And so I was like, you know what? I am just going to send this so hard because who cares if I break my ankle? I'm not training for anything. And that's where I kind of started to like push my limits with downhill. And, um, people 
well, we have, uh, we had Strava and like people kept telling me to get on it. Um, cause they knew I started running again and I was like, nah, nah, like I just didn't understand that I started doing it and like taking down records and stuff. And I was like, Oh, I'm pretty good at the downhill. Like, this is cool. <laughs> um, and then, uh, Santa Barbara had like a local trail run that I did and I like won the whole thing. It was just like a, the, the 10 K thing. And then, um, I happened to be going up to San Francisco with my friends and again, just like money things i noticed that there was uh at the time there's the Los Sportiva mountain cup and they had money and i decided to run i think it was like eight miles the week of the race which this was the first time i was going to run more than 20 minutes in like whatever like five six seven months <laughs> and um i was like wow this is going to be really hard and really far because this race is double that distance um but i ended up winning and it changed a lot so <laughs> let me let me because most people would want to hear more and go forward i want to hear more about the bunny thing like so you're scraping by like you're um yeah yeah santa barbara is um not to get personal because i never i never dig no, deep no. here on these conversations but like are you struggling to like buy healthy food and like no i, mean... I would never say i mean that's one thing like I was very aware of my finances, but like it was very much like paycheck to paycheck, but I'd kind of been living like that in college too. Um, like in college I was, I worked when I was in school. So I've just, I've been working since high school and it's, um, not like, um, I'm trying to say this, like if I really, really, really needed to, like I could have gone back home, but it was more so like the stubbornness that like, no, I can gut this out. Like I can do it. Um, so that was the appeal to just keep yeah. pushing and do that. Tortillas so and, and black beans, I mean, and the thing salsa will get you through like several days. So not that yeah. I've, well, lucky not that me. I've been on like, me, I, was, I was a nanny. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I was a nanny. So like the families would feed me, which was nice. That's really nice. <laughs> and that's how I food. That's yeah. really nice. Um, yeah, it is very nice. It, it was so good you just throw down at at this race you win it you get your giant check <laughs> like physically <laughs> it's giant <laughs> like um like what about that experience changed your view on running again well it's interesting because i actually now i'm thinking about i was sponsored already at that point but it was a very loose thing so rabbit was just kicking off and they heard that I was still in town and like one of my friends um, knew the owners through like the running store. So I was technically sponsored, but it wasn't like anything financially. It was just kind of like, will you wear our clothes, you know, while we're running? Um, so there was that uh, yeah. appeal to kind of like try and get competitive again as well. I just like hadn't had the drive and it wasn't like, it's nothing compared to where they're, they are at today. It's kind of like we were both just starting up again. Um, but yeah, no, the check, was cool for sure um it was more so was it a giant one i mean i was totally kidding but it was it was it was a giant one no did you have to take it to the Um, bank did you like literally have to take it inside the bank (laughs) and like try to deposit it it was one of those things it's like what do i do with this it's like really cool but i don't know if it's like too flashy to be carrying this around san francisco like i don't know Just subconscious about my drive people. You're so totally popular. like Happy um, Gilmore, like driving around with yeah. giant, <laughs> giant checks in the back of your car. 
do you still yeah. ask for giant <laughs> checks like through your work today like yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> i only take i only work for giant checks sorry <laughs> um no it, it was it was really cool and it was just like um re- that realization that this sport was you know catching on and that there was actually money in it um i just i had no in, not intelligence but like I had no understanding of running past college. Uh, I wish I learned more about that. Um, I don't think it would have changed my mind to whether I would have kept running at the rate I was doing, but it was just like, there was all these opportunities out there. And I know that the roads had way more, but I just, I loved the race. I loved the people at it. And um, just kind of like that reignition for, it was in the race that I was like, wow, this is so much fun. And I'm I, yes, I'm loving competing, but I just love being out here and pushing myself. And again, it was almost like not the close of that that um, chapter in my life, but almost like like the summary of it in the sense of like, no, you love running because you get to push yourself, you feel elevated, you get to expend all your energy. Like it provides me a happiness that um, all these other activities that I had been learning to do and been uh, doing so much more frequently, just like it just didn't fill that void in myself as much. Like I just felt most at home when I was um, running, and especially in that race. It was just, it was a really cool day and stuff. Tell me more about your connection with the outdoors. Cause I mean, you can push yourself like on the track, you know, you, you could do road marathons, but I feel like there's some, something that's connecting you to like the outdoors and pushing yourself that becomes more satisfying to you. Yeah, I think for me, and I, I know it's different for everyone, for sure, um, which is why I think it's such a great question to begin with. But for me, I grew up in a city where there was really no nature besides like parks where you could run around the edge of them and it was like half a mile. Um, and so whenever my family did take us to nature, I like had to get the most out of it. And then the same like throughout high school and college, whenever we would do like these fun week-long altitude camps like that was my chance to kind of soak it all in and just like I don't know just like expand my soul as much as possible and just take it all in because I knew when I got home like I wasn't going to have that opportunity because I was going to be surrounded by cement and so um, I think I just have a really high appreciation for nature in that sense that I it's not that I was deprived of it but I just um, I noticed how much happier I was when I was surrounded by mountains and the ocean and stuff like that which is also why I was attracted to UCSB um, and even more so like trail running now just being able to see everything and I kind of joke around with my training group because most of them are marathoners even this morning they're like do you want to do CIM at the end of the year and I was like honestly that sounds terrifying I'd rather run uphill in the snow at altitude for 50k than do a road marathon right now. I've, been th- I've been thinking about <laughs> CIM based on everyone last year basically PRing like geez yeah yeah. Like, like, yeah maybe I can run a four-hour flat at CIM <laughs> I'm totally kidding yeah um, yeah no, no so <laughs> I mean it seems like so you said you're happy on the trails like walk me through what are you meditating as you run like are you finding mental like Cause it seems like you're a little stressed out or something. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to get a read and, uh, me. Yeah. Like, like you had been stressed out and maybe the Mm -hmm. trails are allowing you to like, sort of like meditate out there and just zone out. Are you constantly thinking like, 
are you in flow most of the time? Just what's your mental aspect like while you're running trails? Yeah, um, I would say most of the time it's definitely a flow state where I'm just not thinking. Um, like and I think that's like what I love about it. Like, like, can you click in like every every time you go out, like within five minutes? Yeah, no, I definitely could say that for sure. Um, which I think is it's definitely like a powerful asset, especially with races. I mean, it honestly could have been like trail or track or road, just any type of race, like. Uh, I don't know. I just call it race dandy. It's almost like I get super hyper focused and I'm most happiest there. Um, but yeah, on the trails, it, it's pretty easy. <laughs> Sometimes I have some hard workouts where I'm definitely talking to myself though, like last yeah. weekend. But <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think regardless like, of you your this, talent, <laughs> you always have those that humble you. Um, so yeah, you're pretty visual. Awesome. It seems like you're a pretty visual thinker. Like, is that yeah. help your yeah. ability? Because you have potential of becoming one of the best downhill runners. As long as you stay healthy and smart, like, you could become one of the best downhill runners in the world. Um, do you think your visual, like, recognition is helpful in that regard when you're just crushing technical downhill? Yeah, no, that's actually a really good point that you bring up. Um, just because I have been visual my whole life, like whether it's been in school or how I articulate myself to people and stuff like that. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I would definitely agree. Uh, downhill, though, is something that I've been learning this year, and maybe other people are have experienced this or like have cro find them found themselves learning this lesson. Is that when I first started trail running, um, when I wasn't competing as much, to me it was kind of like I was painting a picture with my feet. <laughs> like I liked dancing on the rocks is what I would tell people. I was like, yeah, I like prancing around and like almost like moving my legs, which now looking back, it's kind of like moving your legs around a soccer ball. Like I always loved doing tricks and kind of like the finesse aspect of it. Whereas now I'm trying to train myself to just like take the straightest line possible. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it makes um, a lot of but sense. But I think it's yeah, it's kind of like that visual aspect of, okay, do I want to make this beautiful or am I just trying to gun it? Um, so that's been really fun messing around with that. When I'm just like out on a trail run, I will just paint the heck out of the rocks. <laughs> but when it comes to like training intervals and stuff like that, I definitely am doing uh, what I just mentioned. You're like a, a foot artist. That I like, I've, never artist. Heard, yeah. I've never heard it described that way. And it's... Kind of beautiful. I can see why Hoka is like, let's do a video of you just crushing downhill. Um, we'll yeah, we'll okay. do Did half you of it. Video? Yeah, yeah, it's a cool video. Oh, um, listen, the listeners should check that out. It's short too. It's only like two minutes, and they should have made it like ten minutes. I wanted more story, but um, it was cool. I know. Yeah, they're going for like the take the challenge thing. But my the funny thing about that video is that I actually did the challenge. And the downhill that, that we talked about, it's like the suicide mile, is actually like, it's really hard, uh, which is why we call that here at SB. And I like crushed my own time by like over two minutes, and it's just a mile. And so when I got down, I was just. Two minutes yeah. on a mile time? Yeah, like I just Jeez. crushed it that day. Like even when I got down, I was like, oh my gosh, like I just crushed that. I almost died like five times, but I crushed it. And, um,. <laughs> Then they're like, okay, cool. Now we're actually going to film you downhill. So, like, the <laughs> downhill in the video is, like, 
10, like, five hours like Your later, quads are shot. Like, 10 to 12 miles. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you guys couldn't get me, like, when I was actually running downhill. They're like, no, you're going too fast. And I was like, darn it. <laughs> so the list is out there. That's, like, 10, pe- uh, 10 speed slower. Um, but, yeah, no, it's super fun. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool to hear. That would happen. Yeah. And then, and then like, the they're like, okay, well, we... We actually missed the very end of that shot. We're going to have you do it again. And then, like, by the end, you're, like, drooling on yourself, just looking like a hot mess. Um, Yeah. And that's what makes the final cut. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, we haven't even talked about you actually really racing ultras. I mean, you haven't done a ton of ultras, but... I mean, I've walk... only done one. I yeah, think. it seemed What's to go okay. What's the definition of an ultra? This is how much I'm still learning. Is it, it's more than a 44k or more than a marathon? Yeah, and like you could literally be running late for a marathon and like get out of your car and run to the start line, finish, and then like technically you're an ultra runner. Yeah. Okay. You know, like okay. <laughs> uh, it's just like literally any distance beyond a marathon. So. Um, Got it. Okay. A lot of people. So this distance for running in Portugal technically isn't one. Okay. Well, I didn't. I, I didn't contact you for your ultra running prowess. You just seem like an interesting runner, honestly. And with <laughs> worlds, worlds is on the horizon. Team USA is taking. It. What's a team capacity for that event? Even is it ten people that you could have on both sides? I don't even know. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess. For the sake of uh, training for ultra, yeah, I ran my first ultra in February, which was the 50k championships, which is how I got a spot on this team, which I was super stoked about because that was the goal. That was a um, heck of a race, they... heck of a race. Yeah. Congratulations, Thank you. seriously. Thank you, yeah. I was stoked until I forgot which mile it was, but I took a wrong turn and I started like jamming uphill because um, <laughs> Rachel Drake, she is she's quick. We were, I think we were like. 10 miles in and we both checked our watch and we like looked at one another and we were running six minute pace. She's like, we're just vibing off each other. <laughs> I was like, okay, she's, she's going to be someone that if I run away from, I need to keep running away from. But anyways, I took a wrong turn up a hill and started following this one guy. And then luckily there was one guy right behind us and he's like, no, this way. And that was like with three miles to go. He saved and I you. Just, I, he saved me. Um, I would have been very sad if I lost the race with three miles to go, but, um, yeah, so sorry, I backtracked, but anyways, so I got a spot on the team there and then she technically got a spot, but deferred it. Um, and then we have, it's six on each side. So we have six women and six guys. Um, the guys are really That was formidable by the way, right? 50 K? Yes. That you qualified for? Formidable. Formidable. Yes. Okay. (laughs) And so six and, then, and six um, is like max capacity. Yes, and I think you're technically allowed to have like two alternates, but you know, with like funding and everything, I think we're just taking the six. And um, I think it's four automatic spots and then two resumes. I if think. team, if oh, team, but this year we had we took three. If Team USA ever needs just like, hey, we need you to just finish. I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm I'm Team okay, USA's guy. No, granted, I might take last place. Um. No, you just just finished. I think it's only, oh my gosh, I did it two years ago. It was that same year that I did Las Pertiza. Um, I'm pretty sure only the top three score, which is crazy to me, because uh, in college, the top five score. 
Yeah, it doesn't um, seem like much yeah. of a team event. It's kind of like, uh, we'll yeah, just take yeah. the top three. All right. Um, Which, like, honestly, this year, our women's team, I'm just, I am frothing. I'm so stoked with how strong we are. I've met all of them at least once except one of the girls. And um, we're just in such a good spot that I think, like, it's kind of nice to have the three because if anyone has a slightly off day, our team is so strong that someone will just come in and fill that spot. There's yeah. there's some European competitors that are definitely going to show up, and I'm you know behind the scenes talking to a few people, and I'm like, yikes! Like they're not messing around. <laughs> like oh it, no, definitely not. <laughs> the, the European contingency there is just off the charts. So you guys yeah. will have your work cut out for you, but yeah, you have a stacked team that's like really really solid. I'm excited. So yeah, no, I I'm really excited too. Um, I think everyone, at least from the people that I've talked to, are really stoked. And every what's really cool is that our team, everyone has like different strengths too, which I think will play out well. And I don't know, I think we'll challenge for that top spot if every if everything lines up. I think, like you said, we will have our work cut out for us. Which if we didn't, it wouldn't be as fun. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked. I hope we have to fight for it, like blood, sweat, and tears. Oh, and you guys will, just... but you yeah. have a really good <laughs> chance, you know. Um, yeah. And it's cool because it seems to be a priority of yours. It's not like you're just going to hang back because you have, you know, a race in October you're saving your legs for. Something, you know, you're, you're going for it. It seems like animes i i don't think anime ever signs up for any race and doesn't just go for it um totally you have uh, kelly wolf's on your team too this year right yeah kelly wolf um cory well kelly just has had so much so much success overseas like i'm stoked to have her on our team anime yeah it's just like the truest pure bloodline of mountain goat you can get um <laughs> uh yep cory connor who that... she plays she just gets better every single race. Like she, I am just she's I, Brad. I think her quad rock she ran past me at quad rock. It was a twenty five mile and a fifty mile and she just did the twenty five. She looks so solid and comfortable and conversational and I saw her at mile like twenty four. So she had like a mile nice. to go and she was just cruising. Um yeah, no, super that's, nice. That's, that makes me so super, sick. super <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Hey, who's yeah, who's like the last? Addie. Yeah, oh, Addie's so amazing. Um, who who else is on the team? Sorry, I'm. I should have we just have, pulled it oh, up. Oh no, no worries. We have Casey Ensman, which okay. she um she just has so much experience. I mean, the USA team I was on two years ago was the mountain long distance, but she got second there. Um, and she just she's a beast. She just knows what she's doing. And then the last girl, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. She's the only one that I haven't met, and I keep messing up her name. Sorry if you're listening to this. Yeah, uh, I think it's, it's Eliza. Um, but she, yeah, she's been top three at a few races. And then um, I started following her on Instagram, and she just had like a build up for a marathon. So I'm sure she's ready to go as well. Um, oh, I'm sure. But yeah, no, it's super solid. You guys seem seems awesome. And I mean, the best part of this whole thing was hearing. We were talking about Corey and Addie. Um, I'm doing some film work uh, with Matt Daniels. And hearing Addie Bracey talking about, I think it was Worlds a few years ago, when she passed Matt Daniels in the race. Um, Uh 
when he he had like the like he had the flu on like a flight out there and oh oh like, I it's, passed him too I think I passed him in like the, the whole, last couple miles that's you were there the whole yeah, te- yeah. the whole women's field uh passed him yeah. um I remember that poor guy and oh, I mean I feel bad for him but at the same time the women's field is so strong it's like if you have the flu that day good luck buddy like see ya yeah yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, they're crazy for sure. But yeah, I love I love a lot of the people on on your team, and you guys are gonna have fun out there. And I'm just I'm really excited to hear. That. I wish I could just like order it on pay per view or something. I'd watch the whole race, and I'm equally as excited for men's races these days as women's races. In a lot of cases, I'm actually more interested in the women's field, which is really weird um, because <laughs> the media is like spotlight most of the time on men's races and like you'll yeah, have yeah. you'll have situations where like Candace Burt takes like top three in like a 200 miler race in Australia and like there's no mention of her where yeah that's just so lame. yeah um but yeah I, like um, states this year like the women's field might be more exciting than the men's field the men's field's always yeah. interesting but like the real race could I mean I don't know. I don't want to go down that whole yeah. track. But. <laughs> well, I think particularly we're in such an interesting time in women's distance running, especially in America, that for me, um, like this team, if we can just continue to fuel to that, whether we win or podium, because um, I really think that we can even just, even on a bad day, podium crossing my fingers, knock on wood, um, yeah. just like being able to contribute to that flame that we have going would be so phenomenal uh, just with everything that's been happening on the roads and yeah like in trail and ultra running too with like courtney and camille taking the leads of entire races and other women podium like expected. it's just, it's such a cool time in the sport that you know? was the most <laughs> mind-bending experience watching tahoe 200 last year when it was just expected that courtney was gonna win tahoe in the fact that kyle yeah. caught up and you know i mean it's okay to bonk at mile like 195 or whatever happened there. But yeah. Um at that moment I was like like Courtney DeWalters changed this sport and like now that it's a competition, it's not a men's or a women's competition like for that race in particular is just a competition was just like that's totally yeah, groundbreaking. Like totally different situation. Um and exciting. I love it for sure. Yeah. I had um, an interesting experience. I think it was last year I was doing a race. I won't mention it, but essentially it was it was kind of in play of this con- this type of thing happening, but I was going through an aid station and they just didn't believe that I was in the lead because I was in the lead for the entire race. And um, it was just kind of like kind of saying like, no, like you go this way. Like that's the 10K. I'm like, Hey, like, no, like they're catching up to me. Can you tell me which way to go? And they're like, no, you turn this. I'm like, no, look at my bib. Like I am leading the entire race. Can you please tell me which way to go? And, uh, it was kind of like this conversation. Eventually they were like, oh my gosh. And it was when the rest of the field caught up to me, which was like four guys. And I was just. I didn't know what emotions to express in that moment. And it was just like, okay, thank you. Anger anger is acceptable. Yeah, yeah, I was was very angry. And I just didn't know what to say coming back through because we had to come to that aid station again. I think the middle finger is efficient. 
yeah. if you just cruise through, if you stop, you have to, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. when I came through, though, I kind of, I think it was a little too snarky. I was like, hey, you know, like, women could win races, too. Uh, just, you know, throwing that out there. Wow. And they apologized, but it was just like the whole, the whole thing of it. So, but yes, coming back to that point, it's, it's such a cool time in the sport for sure. Did you win that race outright? Yes, I did. Okay. That's good. Awesome. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully it like fueled you towards the end. You got to yeah, yeah. shape that <laughs> and use it and yeah, use it as fuel. Um, yeah. that's fascinating. I, I didn't know that. Um, and I can't imagine that situation. That's just absolutely mind bending for me. It's like my race is like me against a course for like 90% of what I do. I've been in like mm-hmm. short half marathon type trail events and tried to like be somewhat competitive. Um, and it's just, a to- <laughs> it, it's totally different. No, I mean, I, it was, it was not a competitive field, but I think I was like in the top 10, um, for half marathon which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, especially cause you do mostly longer stuff. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also being out of shape to the point that I was, was kind of, uh, sets me back a little bit, but, yeah. um, what, what races are you focused on going forward? Do you have like a really, do you have like a big audacious goal or are you just, you know, laddering it out and taking some stepping stones and like know the general direction you're going? Yeah, I, well, it's kind of interesting because my schedule's already changed a few times this year. Um, Not on purpose, just because of work stuff. Um, I do events for my job. And so events just kind of come up last minute and I have to be there for them. Uh, So originally I was going to do Sierra Zanal. Well, I'm doing Mont Blanc Marathon at the end of June. And then I was going to jump into Sierra Zanal um, to kind of commit to the Golden Series. And then I essentially yeah a work thing came up so i'm not able to do sears now but it's almost like a blessing in disguise because now going into portugal and knowing yeah it's two big races which one looking in june yeah and so i honestly don't know how i'm gonna my like i'm all my eggs are in the basket for um portugal that's definitely a higher priority um but looking at it, I'm just like, you know what? And I was looking at the Golden Series as a whole, and this is just me personally, but I'm just like, I don't know how I personally would be able to peak for all of the races that I'd want when, to do. When anyway, is that? I assume, kind of I assume mid-July or something? Um, Golden Series? Yeah. That, that yeah. race? Yeah. So they have one this weekend, I want to say. It's the Gama. And then it's um, Sagama, Montblanc, Arizonal. Yeah, just a nice little race. Um, Pikes Peak and then Ring of Steel. And there's like a couple, oh, two more in there, I think. Pikes Peak um, has you your name all three. over it. I don't know. I, um, I was kind of thinking that one. but I. Yeah, that's the downhill. Everyone's like, you would crush that downhill, um, which is why it's appealing. It's a lot. But, um, One step lot, and like yeah. you are losing a tooth. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not, well, that's almost the chills are here too. But um, so yeah, I honestly it's still not enough time for me. I think that's like six weeks after Mont Blanc, so I am kind of not thinking of that. And I'm looking at a race. Uh, what is it called? The Youngfrau Marathon. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. No. It's in September. In okay. Switzerland. That's conservative. Um, 
I was thinking CCC. Yeah. I've I've tried to get animated to the same thing. Yeah. You guys are built like well, just mountain goats. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> which is so funny because I'm like from LA. That course. I think that's just a compliment. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> muscle you have um, to have muscles yeah. to do the vert you guys are doing like if you don't have muscles like sorry you're not getting up the mountain good try yeah <laughs> i honestly really wanted to do that one and i looked at it but i don't think i could get in anymore um which i'm learning too is with all the deadlines and stuff like that and i mean someone feel free to reach out to me if you know how to get into that race because i'd love to do it um because that one, that's definitely one I would I would consider if I were to somehow. But maybe the dates are off. I'd, I'd have to look back at it. Yeah, it's um, August, But I as think. far as audacious, this year, um, not so much. Just because I did just do my first 50K. And then with these races now. Yeah, it's, um, it's double. Yeah, I honestly it's, don't know. It might be OCC for yeah. you, actually. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. That's the one that I meant. OCC is the shortest one, correct? I It's I'm one of the shorter. Sure. I think it's like the 50K. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a great race, yeah, and anytime you're in <laughs> yeah, Europe, not it's competitive. And anytime you're at a UTMB race, it's like basically you've entered like the Olympics for for your caliber of of runner. Um, and it's cool because yeah. runners like me can get enough points and actually show up and run the same course and like essentially get to <laughs> like hit the Olympic course, but obviously not at your pace. Um, yeah, yeah. But let's, it's a special, Chamonix so cool. is a special experience. Have you not been there yet? I have been there, and I'm very excited because um, Ashley Brosovin, she's a good friend of mine. Um, we're both traveling together because she, um, we're, yeah, we're going to go to the Mont Blanc Marathon. She's not doing the marathon, um, but we'll be there together, which will be fun. She's a nice person. I was I was just in her kitchen yeah. interviewing her the other day. That's really weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's cool. Like truly, I think you. There's only like a handful of um, like really quick U.S. runners that have the ability to hit like a race like a speed goat 50k, which I think is mm-hmm. like the perfect template for taking it overseas and like competing with runners maybe you've never heard of that will be in front of you for like 90% of the race (laughs) like the talent level over there for mountain races is just so off the charts it's hard to fully grasp honestly yeah no it's it's crazy I've been over there two times now yeah um because I did that the USA team a couple years ago and that one, I I mean, that's when I was coming off of my broken ankle. Looking back, I probably should have given that spot up. Um, but I was being stubborn, thinking I could get back to it. And, yeah, it was, it was just really eye-opening, that whole experience, especially, like, the first hill and the first downhill. And I was like, oh, I have things to work on. <laughs> but first, let's get through this race. Uh, <laughs> so, no, it, it, it's awesome for sure. So let's shift gears really quick. I want to hear yeah. briefly, um, like your favorite shoe. Let's go over gear. Um, what's your favorite shoe that you like to train in and run in? Yeah, um, one well, sponsored by Hoka. I love for the roads the Clifton. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a, a fave by everyone. Mm-hmm. And then the trail. I honestly, I'm constantly switching. It just depends on like 
what type of training I'm doing that day. Like if I'm really focusing on quick downhill stuff, the torrent is great. Um, they also have like the speed instinct, which I think they technically don't sell those anymore maybe, but I still have an old pair that I like. I, I'm, I'm still like to. using ATR twos or three. Like I switch it up all the time. It's actually yeah, a really like, it's good point. Yeah, I'm like, it's your fault for making them last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good point for the listener. Like, don't use the same exact pair of shoes, and that's the only make, model, whatever that you use. Like, switch it up. Yeah. Use those different muscles and tendons. Confuse yourself. Totally. Conf- if you're not sponsored by Hoka or Ultra or whatever, it's okay to, like, go zero drop sometimes, and go with Hoka ATRs for vast majority of the other runs. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not biased. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I like that. I like switching, especially for long runs with a lot of vert and um, like descent and stuff like that. Because like, if I'm, if I'm doing, I've been really getting into back to back long runs. Like me and my coach have just found that they work really well for me and that my body responds well but we'll switch the order depending on like the workout that I'm doing. And so if it's, if I'm doing a long trail run with roads, say on Saturday and then Sunday I'm doing roads with like, um, three by 10 minute or two by 20, just some sort of tempo or speed work, then I'll wear the speed goats on the trails because they'll save my legs a little bit versus if I'm doing like 20 miles of road, and then I'm doing like a hard trail workout, then I'll go with the lighter trail shoe to like purposely beat myself up more. So like the torrent or something. So Superior yeah. Superior like, oh my God. Like destroying your quads and stuff like that. I, it's like the <laughs> lightest, like the most beautiful shoe I've ever run in. And I feel like I'm on like a, like in a racing flat. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm not built for that for shoe for yet. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe if I lose 20 <laughs> pounds, I could it. pull that one off. But um, So, yeah. <laughs> most important question of the night, uh, toe socks or no toe socks? Do you think I'm weird for asking that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I no toe socks. I don't think I've ever worn a pair of toe socks, actually, now that I think about it. I have worn, I've tried those weird, you know, the ones that, like, pull up with straps. Have you tried those before <laughs> for, like, planter? To- to- to uh what what straps like the planet yeah oh like, oh those okay okay so more those, of like a medical i found those don't work yeah well they don't work for me but i do like so i might not wear toe socks but i love yoga toes where they like spread out your feet if you like so yoga I toes like closet, i think i just converted like i converted to someone to toe socks <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> do you wear any compression you know gear? Me better than i know myself um yes I am very into, um, and maybe this will give someone a tip, but I love wearing compression socks on airplanes. And then I really, really like, and I'll do this two to three times a week. I'll like massage my calves and like put, um, whatever, like anti-inflammatory, like hemp lotion. And then I'll put the compression socks over them. Um, like a and, CBD. Like, do that for an hour. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, CBD like actually works for me i just figured out i was putting too little on because my my uh-huh. sponsor hammer makes some so um oh, nice. they're having me like try it out and like i put it on and i'm like i can't tell people about this it's not working at all like this is uh-huh. and then like i out of frustration i like just took a giant amount and put it on my leg 
and then I was like, oh, it feels like Advil. Like I felt like I just took an Advil. <laughs> so maybe maybe there's something to it. Um, oh. But yeah, uh, compression on airplanes is like probably one of the most common responses I get. So like recovery yeah. after hard runs or long runs. Um, a lot of the elites and faster runners just don't use compression during the runs. It's interesting. Or like uh, Ashley. Yeah. Your, your friend Ashley will just throw Castleys on, like, for the race, basically, and that's it. So. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I've never raced with um, raced with any of it. I could be missing out, though. I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. So do you do you ever wear a vest? Have you run races long enough where you, you need to store anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, my 50K I did, and actually – um, last year I had a big learning curve with the importance of water, uh, <laughs> water and food, because I started to do like the U S sky series and I bonked like the first couple, I bonked really hard at broken arrow, which was surprising because I did well there, but I bonked so hard the last two miles bonked again at Aspen and then bonked at GoPro, but that one was super short. So that just was like poor training or whatever. Um, no. but then after that is when I started wearing a vest. And the first time I wore a vest, at least more recently, was I think the rut. And that was like a game changer for me. I'm like, wow, like I can carry this and drink when I'm thirsty. And then I just was like vest sold, except for Xterra. And then the 50K, I wore a vest and I wore an actual um, rain vest. So I was double vested, really invested. <laughs> and <laughs> Was that pre-written? Did he write that down? No, That's... no, I totally came up with that. I like dropped to the mic. I was right overly now, like, invested. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give myself a pat on the back for that one. Um, and yeah, no, I loved that. So I'll definitely wear a vest, but the race in Portugal is the first time I will ever be allowed uh, someone to give me something in a race, which is I just, I'm totally mind blown. We got that email like a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh my gosh, like, because I've never been allowed to get stuff. Yeah. Like we can get, um, our team manager can like give us our bottle. And I just like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm like cheating. Like I thought I I need to carry everything. But I know that's normal for long races. Just, yeah, slow down like half speed and go twice the distance. And then you'll be like, yeah, you'll be very used to that. To the point where it'll be like embarrassing. (laughs) You'll just be sitting in a chair like, can you get me a grilled cheese, please? And then you'll realize, like, yeah. wow, did I really just say that? Um, yeah. <laughs> so any other special gear that you like? I, I have to shout out to Rabbit. Like, I think Black Canyon 100K gave Rabbit shirts out this year. And it's, I yeah. think it's the softest shirt I've ever worn. Um, yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's definitely fair. All their stuff is super soft. I how, how are love their, their shirts gear. so soft? Are they using rabbit hair? <laughs> like they're using actual rabbit bunny tails? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I, I honestly don't know. What I do love, well, besides like the two women that run it are amazing. The whole, just the whole team, super supportive. Never feel like I don't know. They're they're just amazing. The clothes are great, um, but little quick side story i was like in the back country camping and i came across this makerspace sort of area and it's just like a whole bunch of local artists in this town that's kind of like rebuilding itself and i walk in and there's these two older guys and they're doing like a print shop and i was just getting a tour and i was like whoa do you guys do rabbit stuff and they're like 
Yeah, they're like our biggest client. And it just made me fall more in love with the, the brand because I'm like, here you are supporting this community who is literally, I mean, they were poverty stricken and you're helping them like rebuild their town and like supporting this little, this little print shop. So they're amazing. Yeah. That's cool. Um, it's really cool. It is. Yeah. It is really cool to see that. As far from a gear standpoint, um, I, I don't know. I love hats and visors and um I'm trying to think like my gel you know that is is dope and all the people that support me are obviously great but i just need my shoes really <laughs> uh, yeah screw, <laughs> screw the clothes just give me a pair of shoes yeah, yeah, i don't even need, i don't even need toe socks or socks just yeah <laughs> just put me out in the woods um yeah <laughs> and i was gonna ask do you use a watch like any specific watch um, I have been an avid Garmin 235 person since okay. college that I love. I keep just buying the, um, the used ones on Amazon, like the super cheap ones. When one dies, I just buy another one. <laughs> when, when the listener sells their used Garmin, it's going to worlds yeah, just with, up, with the yeah. penny here. Um, that's funny. Um, I never thought about like where the actual watch is being used and if an elite would be the one buying it. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, do you well, I'm use? A, I'm Gor- a huge fan of the used stuff. Yeah. Oh, Juan, sorry. No, no, I am too. Do you use um like squirrels nut butter at all? Have you experienced? I don't. Have you experienced have a done... long enough race where you're actually chafing? It's odd because I haven't chafed in a race, but I've chafed in um I just well I honestly haven't experienced it that much because Santa Barbara has pretty ideal weather, but um in like a couple of my long trail runs. Um, but I don't know, maybe my, I don't know what's going on. I just haven't really had to deal with this that much, but I do like the company, um, runners high herbals. If they're based out of Arizona, they have like chief stuff that I use, which is cool. Yeah. Definitely take some to worlds, please. Just out of precaution. Okay. Lube up. Okay. Like you don't want that in your race. (laughs) Like that's just, it's so weird. It depends on like what kind of foods you ate like the past week and like the humidity levels and altitude and like you get things just wrong and it is oh boy you never forget (laughs) um i'm surprised you you put in miles and miles yeah a lot of times it's going from like really hot like sweating to then like if a temperature drops um like that Uh, salt that salt really creates friction everywhere so what do I know? I am spoiled with weather. That's, I honestly, that's probably the, that's the only thing I can think of is why I am not experiencing that. Because like Santa Barbara weather is always perfect. Just, just <laughs> lube up during worlds and, uh, okay. <laughs> that's crazy that All you've right, never experienced that. Yeah. You're going to uh, show up and be like, <laughs> I had the worst race ever. I over lubed and I yeah. had toe socks. I took last yeah. place. Um, yeah. So let's just end with a few a few other random questions, and thank you for taking so much time. Um, you seem yeah, very relatable for how fast you are. You're very down to earth and well spoken. So I I've well, enjoyed thanks. it truly. <laughs> um, what runners have you looked up to over time? I'm just trying to picture you, like as you explore, you're finding yourself out, you know, hiking and then trail running. Like, who are you looking up to in our sport, if anyone? Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I've had 
my runners have been my same favorite runners since college, and it was just the older girls on my team, um, Amanda, Bree, and Justine. They're just they're all really great friends of mine, and um, it's so funny because none of them are running, and they still are my favorite runners, just yeah. because they just had so much love for the sport and really showed me what like a cohesive dream when you're like working with the right team is like, you know, through the highs and the lows. Um, so yeah, they're, they're kind of my faves. As far as trail runners, I don't know. It's kind of hard because for me, everyone is, is, I don't know if this is super cliche, but like everyone is so equal to me. Like no one is above me. No one's below me. Like almost like the times, or non-existent, like everyone's out there suffering. So it's been really hard for me to kind of like, oh my gosh, like I idolize a person um, just for their running. I do, well, I will say though, I do fangirl and I do fangirl. I love um, Ruth Croft, like her, like just the races she chooses and stuff like that. I would say that's the closest I've gotten to it. But other than that, like everyone... And I haven't met her yet, and I'm sure once I meet her, I'm like, oh, cool, just another well, equal. She, I think she, <laughs> um, is she signed up for Worlds? I, I feel like she is for some reason. I don't know. Oh, that would be so sick. I'd be like, hi, I'm Danny. Nice to meet you. Let's, I feel let's like I've friends. seen her before. Uh, <laughs> is she, did she win um, Hard Rock the other, like, few years back? I'm trying to remember. I need to review her. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to review it, too. Um, I just recently saw that she ran a really fast road marathon, which I just thought was really impressive. But, wow. yeah, other than that, yeah, I just it's really hard for me to highlight everyone just because, I don't know, like I said, with my friends, like, they just made all runners just so human to me. Um, and we're all kind of, like, going through anything. If anything, we're all just kind of, um, we just need to invest in one another, you know? It's as odd as it sounds. I mean, it sucks to it's so difficult to become like a ultra runner, like professionally, because there's just no money. Like no matter what race you win, you just can't, you can't live a normal life. Um, unless you're, I mean, I, I truly, it's almost impossible. Um, and as bad as that is, it's almost a blessing because then there's no jealousy, you know, like it's pure. It's more about competition and, then the friendships and like the beers afterwards and that sort of thing, as opposed to like, Oh, you like, you don't have to work all next year. Cause you won that race. And I do like, you know, there's that deep down, like regardless if that's actually what you thought or not, but there would be so much animosity if there was big prize purses as opposed to like, just more of a communal experience. So, oh, yeah, I definitely, I would definitely agree with that for sure. Yeah. On a on a deeper level, does Ashley Brosvin have a shoe problem? <laughs> Wait, does she have a shoe problem? Oh, all her hokas? Yeah. Is that her, what you're saying? Her closet full of hokas. I'm just totally yeah, kidding. Well, I, I want to try to catch you off yeah, guard. Yeah. I think I did it. <laughs> I know you definitely did. That's so funny because I've been to her place a few times actually. Um, she's so sweet. That is actually so funny. Well, that's it's so hard. It's um, I don't know other runners who are very lucky. Like we're all super lucky to get the support that we get. Like you said, there's not too much money in the sport, but when stuff is like sent your way, like gear, it's like super appreciated. Um, but that's one of my dilemmas as well. Is the shoes? I just give them out to friends and I kind of sell them. I'm like. 
these shoes ran, ran this race in Colorado. And they're like, oh, cool. You know, and stuff like that. They're like, okay. And and I have, yeah, the next yeah. day they're like cutting the lawn in them. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But luckily I have a lot of eco-conscious friends who don't care if shoes are dirty just as long as they work. Um, which I really appreciate, but that's such a huge dilemma. I think probably with more runners than not, it's like, what do you do with your shoes when you're done? Like, yeah, you can recycle them and send them. Um, but until you do like one of those things, they just keep piling up in your closet. Or I mean, how many something. miles do you put on a pair? Cause I'll, I'll do, if I do a hundred miles of like real trails, um, mm-hmm. I feel like the shoes are dead and knowing it's me, I'll probably go another 50 miles in them. And these are like ATR threes. So they break, you know, they break down (laughs) easier. I haven't even tried the fives yet. Um, Like, so I'll get 150 miles out and I got them on discount or clearance back in the day and bought a boatload of them. So I'm good for a while. But um, when do you pull the plug on a pair? When does it become like a liability that you're running these shoes? So funny you just asked this actually because I was just having a conversation with my boyfriend about this because first off I I don't know how many miles are on my shoes and like in Strava because I do use that I um I have the same pair of shoes for all my runs so it keeps like telling me it's like you have 2,500 miles on your shoes you have 2,000 you know that's why they keep sending you shoes yeah (laughs) Hoka sends you like two pairs a week because they're like uh this girl like really is yeah um but also I'm super frugal and so um with Hoka like we send them what we need based on your contract and stuff like that and I just, like, I always forget to order shoes because I'm, like, these ones are fine. And then finally my boyfriend, like, literally this week, and he picked up my shoes. He's, like, the bottom of your shoe is falling off. Is this not, like, father you? <laughs> and I was, like, they're fine. The foam's fine. I have, I, I could just throw another pair on. He's, like, I am going to take these out of your car and get rid of get, them for you. Yeah, you're going to get injured, right? You're going to get injured if you let the, let the bottoms yeah. of those deteriorate too much. Um yeah. <laughs> I swear I have two so I'm, more. I'm actually the worst person to ask that question too. So yeah. no, I'm I'm glad. <laughs> See, we're just uncovering all kinds of good stuff tonight. Um, two more questions because I gotta let you go. I appreciate all your time. I don't want to keep you for hours and hours here. Um, no, you're all good. Hopefully, I can remember these two questions. Okay, downhill running. Because I don't write. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if the listener even knows this. I never pre-write any questions. Everything I do is. Um, free flow and just from the brain from the oh, brain um, <laughs> yeah so a lot of my questions do not tumble out of my mouth correctly the first try and that's okay because I don't edit either which is beautiful oh, um, yeah downhill running what techniques can you recommend because I was just doing mm-hmm. a group run out in Boulder and oh my gosh, I felt like I was going to kill myself on some of these downhill descents. Like, do you have uh-huh. like one or two techniques that I could use to increase my efficiency or safety for that matter? <laughs> oh man, um, that's hard. It's a lot of, so like one of the things is definitely not forgetting to train your balance. Um, so like I have a BOSU ball, which really helps me with that. And I'm like religiously attached to it. Uh, but with that, it's like also your arms, 
So I don't know if you're using your arms, but it's a lot of like, I compare it to like snowboarding or surfing, but like not being scared to kind of like well your arms around and kind of just let them do their natural thing versus um I look like, like a T-Rex. My my arms are like okay, just yeah. kind of <laughs> I would shake your shoulders out a bit. Beautifully <laughs> flowing <laughs> like a T-Rex running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would uh I would definitely use those arms a bit and then like my tips aren't I don't know because like to me when I'm running downhill I I focus on the pelvic, so like the pelvic, um, what's it called, just kind of like moving my, my whole body forward, that helps a lot as far as balance and everything, and then also I tell myself if I touch the rocks fast enough with my shoes, it doesn't give chance for the traction <laughs> to slip or for me to what's, slip. Yeah, so that's, that's what I tell myself, too. <laughs> and then I'll like, I'll like re-go over the same area like three or four times, like as I'm like treading water, basically. Um yeah. What's your foot strike like? um, What's your foot strike feel like when you are just crushing downhill? Is your foot feel like it's behind you? Is it like a high kick up? Or is it like, are you striking in front of you? Or is it under your body perfectly balanced? Like, how do you, how do you feel like your foot strike is when you're going down just super techie stuff fast? It's definitely like a, like a midfoot front foot strike and um it's like right under me it's never in front of me because I feel like that's a little bit off balance and then the only time that I feel like I get towards the heel strike is like if I'm going towards um like a marshy kind of downhill um and that's just like just high knees and like um the heel a little bit more but other than that yeah it's definitely like a midfoot front sort of thing what's your cadence like it's um is it fast is it, it kind above of 180 on of... Ooh, that's what that is oh my gosh you just taught me something that's always on my watch and i'm like what is cadence like what does it mean <laughs> it's that, that is <laughs> like a, you are going to true. you're going to worlds in like a week come on <laughs> i'm glad we figured this out um i'll send you my coat my i'm a junior coach right now for the world's team uh i'll send my <laughs> You could take full credit for anything I get. Um, yeah, no, I definitely would say it's above 180. I need to go look, but I, um, I can definitely look that up and like message so, you afterwards. So, is it shorter footsteps, or are you elongating your stride? Are you striding out at all as you like hop over and like maneuver down these rocks, or is it all like yeah, no, I'm just real super I'm short stride. What's that? Most of the time, I'm full stride if I'm, like, attacking a downhill, unless Whoa. it's, like, a quick turn or something like that. I didn't um, know that. It's rarely Jeez. short steps. I would have thought the opposite, honestly. That's interesting. Yeah. That's what like, I'm doing I wrong. Run it like a track. Interesting. If, if that helps at all. Um, but it depends. Like, yeah, like, technical stuff. Like, oh, yes, on, like, where there's no dirt at all, definitely shorter, higher knees. But anything with any base of dirt or whatever, I am, like, trying to run it as close to, um, like, a track type of form as possible, which is very helpful. <laughs> I mean, in how many faster workouts do you typically have in, a, in like, a week, like, an average re- week for you? And I know it's different every week um, yeah. throughout the block, but... Are you doing faster workouts, like, once a week, twice a week? Are you doing – because 
I slowed down a bunch and had a lot of really great runs last year. I talked to Anna May, and she had, like, breakout Lake Sonoma because she figured out, like, she was never running slow enough. She was always, like, Mm -hmm. anaerobic, basically. Um, Yeah. Are you in a similar category? Like, what... I would say most of my races are still pretty short just because they're in that like two to four, I mean, four hours luckily is starting to feel a little bit more normal to me. Um, But I think, at least for me, I still do before, so the last couple weeks I've cut down. Now I'm only doing two workouts, but then also back-to-back long runs, whereas like before that I was doing um, three workouts. And so like, for example, last week I did um, pace change, pace changes, kind of like on flat ground. And that's what will be alternated. So like and, um, real quick, like almost strides for a minute and then like alternating. Is that what you're saying? Kind of. It, it was like, um, three minutes on three minutes off. The three okay. minutes on was five thirty pace. And then the float in that's it. That's it. That's like and your middle school. That. That's like your middle school pace. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I did that for thirty minutes, and then God. I did a trail workout, and then like this week I did track workout with a similar thing where I was alternating between like right under five minute pace and five. I think it was five twenty eight pace. Um, which that felt super smooth and like the 28 pace felt conversational. So that's why I'm feeling really good what? going into Portugal. That's why I'm talking then, to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I wish I could relate to that sentence. I want to just run yeah. one mile ever at 528. I can be dying out of breath and I will like, yeah. seriously, uh, Matt Daniels and I were joking around that we should do the Nike, um, sub six project next year for me like the whole year i'm just just training to run one mile below six minute pace (laughs) you might get more like viewers on that than the sub two though because everyone can relate to that (laughs) it seems it seems to be uh yeah a, a pretty common theme here is like the whole relatability but it's also helpful because, I mean, I was thinking all day today. I'm like, I haven't done any faster workouts. Like, I need to get one in. And then, of course, life got in the way. So that'll take a back burner, yeah. and maybe I'll do it tomorrow or whenever. But um, it's a good reminder that you have to throw in harder efforts once in a while when you're feeling good and, like, not injury-prone because, yeah. Doing yeah. your long back to back long runs I mean, and then doing speed work like the day the next day would be a recipe for disaster, right? Yeah, that's rough. We did um I did like my first set of back to back long runs and like came back with a huge speed workout on a Tuesday and that was rough. So we learned that like pretty early on. Um so we've learned that I go um back to back long runs with Wednesday. And I mean those back to that I keep saying back to B two B runs. Yeah. Um, like they're they're pretty hefty. Like I'm getting between like thirty five and forty miles in a weekend, and then coming back and doing the speed. And it was just like a recipe we found out worked well for me and uh, for formidable, just because I felt like I had gears, which I think is a powerful thing as a runner when you feel like you can do that and like not feel tired switching. Um, I have gears. Also... I have I have like the one that turns on <laughs> and then the one that turns off. <laughs> 
like the really really yeah, big no, one and then like the little tiny one that doesn't function very well. yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your weekly um mileage like on average are you throwing in 100 mile weeks still or are you lower Oh, much lower, yeah. Yeah. Um, Good. That's like 70 to 80, um, just getting more quality. I think if I were to go up past 50K, we'd probably start experiencing a little bit more. Um, but honestly, it's just like my work schedule too and like having to deal with that. Luckily, my coach is amazing person and it's just really open. Like he knows that, again, like you said, like I'm not making a living off of running. It's just like an additive, a very – cool additive to my life um but you know i still have to work and stuff like that it's, it's so almost that takes... it's almost like you knew my next my last question i literally because i asked ashley brosvin the same question it's probably why you guys are are friends i mean how do you balance it all it's amazing you have you know it seems like you're you're still close with family you have a big family mm-hmm. you have boyfriend you have a great job you're traveling for it you're doing a bunch of gym workouts. We could have had a whole episode just on that. You know, you're getting your runs yeah. <laughs> in, working with your coach. Like, how do you make it all work? How do you how do you excel at this level and you're still, you know, like most of the listeners, like we're working full time, you know, we have family obligations mm-hmm. and um how do you do it? Yeah. Um I like there's definitely a few things I think um if I were to break it down into like the two simpler things the first thing is one realizing you're not alone uh that there's tons of people doing this like you said it doesn't matter what level you're at like everyone's putting in work and it's just recognizing that like having those things that really inspire and excite you is just it's just so important to feeling like a wholesome human and then um the other thing is just like making decision, like deciding that you're going to go run, deciding that you're going to hang out with your friends and just having confidence. And I know that comes a lot from like your character and kind of like how you're brought up. But if anyone's going through a tough time, it's just like making that decision and knowing that you're going to have the support in making that decision. Granted that it's, it's a, a good decision for you, your lifestyle and like those around you. Um, but like, yeah, just like that support group and stuff. And so I know when I'm, because, I mean, everyone's human. Like, I have rough days where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And then you're just like, nope, just do it. You'll feel much better after you do it. And then you do it, and you're like, okay, cool, got through that hump. Um, so it's just, like, the experience of it. And like like you said, yeah, me and Ashley are really good friends, and we've texted back and forth. And it, going off of that, like, yeah, you're not alone. Like, me and her confide in one another when we're having rough days just like anyone else. And, um, yeah, I think it just it's cool, though, to to look back. And I hope that, I mean, I'm 26, so to think that hopefully I'll be running for another decade to look back and feel like I really got the most out of my life um, for these years is, would just be, like, a really cool, cool thing. So it's always just having that foresight, too. That's awesome. I would have given anything to have that additional like four years of, of running. Like I, I don't think I started until I was like age thirty, roughly. Um, yeah. So, it's really cool that you found it again. You you weren't like me and just uh, gave it up, but it seems like that hiking and discovery and adventure got you back into it. 
after college. So it's awesome. And it seems like you're hitting a different gear. So best of luck at Worlds. Maybe we'll follow up. Thank you. My guess is after yeah. Worlds, like, um, hopefully you're getting a call or two for um, some other interviews too. Because you're, you're a really inspiring athlete. And I think, um, yeah, you're, you're just starting here. So stay healthy, stay smart, and uh, look forward to staying in touch with you. If you're ever in Denver, let me know. We'll go. I don't yeah. think I don't think Ashley drinks that much, but um, we'll go have a beer with them. We'll bring her along. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people follow you on social media? Yeah, you can follow me. At, and thank you for all those kind of words, by the way. I really enjoyed being on the show. Um, for those that want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Dan underscore yell underscore uh, or you can basically see all of my social channels through www.dannyslashmoreno.com and get all the info there. Danny, thanks for joining me. I enjoyed it. Have a good night. Yeah, thank you. You too. That was episode 91. I hope you enjoyed it. Big thank you again to Danny for taking so much time. I feel like we could have talked for hours and hours. Best of luck at Worlds in Portugal on Saturday. Don't forget to tune in on Twitter for I Run Far's coverage. They do a great job. Highly recommend it. Big thank you to the show sponsors, Ultimate Direction. That summit in Boulder was amazing. Just really, really enjoyed it. I'll be wearing their vests and using their bottles, coats, and pants, and yeah, Ultimate Direction's really taking care of me, but it was a really cool experience going on a group run, meeting guys like Schlarb, and Anton was out there, Scott Jurek and Jenny were out there, it was just a really cool experience, so very much appreciate being involved in that. Thank you again to Sufferfest Beer, Hammer Nutrition, Exoskin, destination trail have a great week guys check out my instagram i have a over three thousand dollar giveaway links in my profile check it out sign up for the possibility of winning some awesome gear thank you guys don't forget to enjoy your training